This is Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Cohen. Let's get into it. Donald Trump gave an unhinged Veterans Day speech, that's putting it lightly, where he made statements and posted on his social media platform things echoing Adolf Hitler and Mussolini. We will get into it. Don Jr. testified in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case. Again, made a fool of himself. Again, there's been some leaked video of the proffer sessions in the Fulton County District Attorney case of Trump lawyers Sidney Powell and Jenna Ellis and an emergency motion filed moments ago by Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis after it appears the source of the leak is one of Donald Trump's co-defendants seeking to intimidate other witnesses and intimidate other co-defendants. Also, Truth Social, Donald Trump's social media platform, is reporting that it's lost tens of millions of dollars. This in a new SEC filing by Digital World Acquisition Company, the SPAC, seeking to merge into it. And then it also expressed that there are concerns whether the Truth Social platform will be able to continue to have the funding to even exist. Could it be heading into bankruptcy? This and more on political beatdown, but let's get into it right away. Michael Cohen, I noticed that a letter was sent by MAGA Republicans to the Department of Justice accusing you of perjury, attacking you in these statements. We know Elise Stefanik, who wrote this letter along with other MAGA Republicans. She also filed a letter or sent a report to the uh, Judicial Committee that oversees uh, ethics of judges regarding Judge Ngoron and spewed all of these Trump lies to the Judicial Committee saying that Judge Ngoron's acting inappropriately. I mean, Congress is supposed to be a co-equal branch of government. MAGA Republicans have made themselves subservient to a twice impeached, four times indicted, former individual who disgraced the White House. Cohen, tell us about this letter, though. How'd you hear about it? What's your response that you're telling us first here on the beatdown? Yeah, on the beatdown is right. Look, you know, I'm in one of these scenarios where each and every single time that I start to get out from underneath the weight of Trump and his bullshit and the nonsense, you know, first it was the subpoena to be a witness in, um, you know, for them on the New York Attorney General case. And it was an improper subpoena, of course, issued by Alina Haba. Then, of course, I we ultimately complied. Then after that, it's the $500 million lawsuit. Then after, well, of course, before that, it was the grand jury subpoena to testify against Trump, the Manhattan District Attorney business records case. Then along comes the $500 million frivolous lawsuit case, which you all know. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for everybody that participated in that. Well, what happens that? The guy now has to sit across the table from me and be deposed. He, of course, chickens out. And so that goes away. Then all of a sudden, I get a subpoena duchess tecum, which means to provide documents. And so uh, requesting that he be allowed, that his lawyers be allowed to mirror all of my electronic devices, my phone, uh, my computers, etc., and any and all documentation that I may have from 2017 on, they think that they're entitled to. So dealing on top with that, all of a sudden, I finally finish with testifying at the New York Attorney General trial. Do not believe that I'm going to be called uh, back as a witness. I don't think that they can even really, well, they might be able to do it. There's a little technicality that's there, but I don't believe that they're going to call me back as a witness because they don't want the cross-examination by the attorney general to give me the opportunity to explain all of the lies that they just keep promoting because they're not looking. They know that they lost in the court of law. All they want to do at this point is win in a court of public opinion, even, of course, if that means lying. So what do they do? They go ahead and they send the Well, I found out by getting a phone call from a, um, from a journalist who wants to know whether or not I want to comment. And so I said, well, can you please tell me, comment on what? I'm looking for it. Actually, here it is as I'm talking to you. So I said, can you please tell me, comment on what? And they said, well, we just got letters uh, from Mike Turner, 
who's the uh, chair of the House Oversight Committee, co-authored by Elise Stefanik, asking that I be um, investigated by the Department of Justice under Merrick Garland for perjury, uh, claiming once again something that we talk about on every political beatdown, the allegation that they took one line out of a 500-plus page transcript from one of my congressional um, hearings, and they want to use it in comparison to the trial information without giving the explanation or what comes four-plus lines back. And so while I'm walking on the street, um, I end up doing the following. So I come up with this as a response. Republican Congress members Stefanik and Turner continue to do Donald's bidding in witness tampering and obstructing justice. The two members fail to understand the distinction between explicit and implied, which is how the question was asked and accurately responded to. The topic was further clarified several questions thereafter, which is conveniently and intentionally being ignored. I am not concerned at all with their baseless requests. This is the type of harassment everyone, especially critics, should expect if Donald Trump becomes president again. This is a real serious um, quote that I put in there on so many levels, and it's why on every single political beatdown, I implore each and every brigader to make sure that you are registered to vote. I cannot express to you the significance of your single vote, our cumulative vote together in this upcoming election. You know, one of the things that Ben constantly talks about, whether it's on our Patreon uh, or whether it's just here on Political Beatdown with the rest of this show is clearly making a difference. Why is Donald doing what he's doing? Because we are growing in size and he fears my testimony, not just what was done here at this case, but what will ultimately be done at the Manhattan District Attorney's case. And his goal is to emotionally, physically, and financially destroy me. And I want to be very honest with you, my brigaders. This, there's a lot of truth into what, into what I just said and to what he's trying to do. This is a 24-7 nonstop. I am battling this man and his machine every single day. There's something new coming up just as soon as we get the case dismissed from the $500 million baseless lawsuit, well, shit, here we go again. He comes up with another nonsensical thing to do. Now, you know, they're going, they're going to try to see if they could hook me into a perjury trap, which is comical considering. Let's just break this down for a second. Who lied on the stand the day that I was there testifying? The answer, Donald J. Trump. In fact, Judge Ngoron himself turned around and said, I do not find you credible when he was saying, oh, it was Michael Cohen that I was talking about, not the law clerk. That's a lie that was under oath, and it's a pretty serious scenario. Once again, going back to my statement, obstruction of justice. All right, that's what he's doing. He's trying to intimidate the court. And then you go on and you get to Don Jr. Don Jr. makes the claim that, he doesn't know anything about anything. In fact, he was really just merely a broker. Sure you are, Don, right? Then you got Eric, who knows nothing about nothing, and then turns around and says, the only thing he did for the company was pour concrete, as if anybody is acknowledging this as factually accurate. In fact, I was on television the other day. I was on with uh, Jake Tapper, and I said they should now change their hats from MAGA to MEGA, M-E-G-A, make Ngoron gag again, because he's so sick and tired of listening to the lies coming out of Chris Kais, Alina Haba, Cliff Robert, Donald, Don Jr., Eric. Now let's just get to Ivanka for a second. I mean, this is a family that is forever, forever attacking Joe Biden based upon his cognition. Meanwhile, she's the one that seems to have forgotten stuff 
what, more than 30 times during her deposition? She didn't know. Do you know that's crazy? Because in one of my, my depositions of Eric Trump in the case for the legal fees, Eric actually stated, and I should find that transcript and post it, Eric stated that he didn't even really know what Alan Weisselberg's job was, which is hysterical considering Alan has been there for over 50 years before he was even an itch in his daddy's pants. And he doesn't know who the CFO of the eponymous company, who it is, who is Alan Weisselberg, what role did he play? And then they go and they show Ivanka a whole series of documents that basically, you know, destroy her statements. Well, Ms. Trump, question for you. So you don't know anything about the financial. Can you do me a favor? Does this document refresh your memory? And it's a document from her to somebody else regarding one of the assets. Meanwhile, it's comical. So you really want to talk about perjury? I mean, enough is enough. The weaponization of the Justice Department. And Trump's not even in fucking office yet. All right. And God forbid that he does become uh, president again. This is just going to be the beginning of the attacks on critics, on people like myself, on members of Congress, on judges, federal, even up to the Supreme Court. Anyone, anyone that irks Donald will be subject to what they did to me, which, of course, is an unconstitutional remand sending me back to prison because they wanted to, again, restrict my First Amendment constitutional rights. My fellow brigaders, we 100% must band together, not tomorrow, not the day after, right now. We Every single day, we must constantly be speaking to people to ensure that they are fully registered to vote because this election is legitimately going to be the single most important election, in my opinion, of our lives. Democracy depends on it. What did you think of Don Jr.'s testimony earlier this week? Number one, when I heard he was going to testify in the defense case after the prosecutors rested their case, I was saying, what foundation is there for him to talk about anything? He's already testified on cross-examination that he's never reviewed the statement of financial conditions of the Trump organization, despite the fact that he was a co-trustee of the revocable trust. He was the co-leader of the Trump organization. And then Judge Ngoran asked him, so I just want to be very clear. This was during the cross-examination. You have no knowledge about any of the statement of financial conditions. Is that correct? And then Don Jr. said, that's correct. So they called Don Jr. to go over uh, a PowerPoint presentation that the Trump organization, Donald Trump, Don Jr.'s lawyers, Eric's lawyers, none of them turned this over in discovery. So the evidence, it's not even evidence. It should not even be admissible in the first place. But then they proceed to go over this like bizarre propaganda PowerPoint. The prosecutors object to it and say this wasn't even turned over during discovery. And what is the relevance to anything here if Don Jr. hasn't reviewed the financial documents? And then Judge Ngoran's like, look, if, if they want to spend an hour and a half going over why they think the Trump organization is great, y'all had six weeks. I will listen to this and entertain it. And of course, Don Jr. then stepped right into it because on this PowerPoint presentation, they had discernibly false information. And it's just it, everything has to be a lie with them. So for example, 40 Wall Street, they say is 73 stories when it's actually, according to SEC filings by the Trump organization, it's 62 or 63 stories, which by the way, here's the thing. That's pretty impressive. A 62 with 63 story building. That's impressive, but they have to lie because he lies about everything and says it's 73. So they are, because they're so greedy, they just need all of those extra benefits. By the way, same thing about Mar-a-Lago, which is you can have an honest conversation with me and say, Ben, if there was no easements, if Donald Trump didn't execute a deed, what do you think the valuation of Mar-a-Lago is? And I'd be like, well, let's take a look at nearby properties. I can see a world where Mar-a-Lago's 150 to $250 million if you look at surrounding properties. But here's the thing. 
Donald Trump was the one who devalued it intentionally so he could pay less property taxes by executing a deed that says Mar-a-Lago will forever and it intends that it is forever a commercial property to be utilized as a club. So that's yeah. why the valuation is $27 million or less. It's because Trump made it that way. Let me show you. This is what Don Jr. said at the end of his testimony. More lies, more bravado. And it was just so funny to see or to hear about Don Jr. testifying because it was just, all right, just, just let Don Jr. talk, whatever. It's just a bunch of nonsense. Here, play this clip of Don Jr. after his testimony. The right city will realize what's going on. They'll realize the destructive practices here. They'll realize just how insane that is. Uh, and they'll be begging for guys like Donald Trump to come back to New York City to reshape the skyline as he's done for decades. Cohen, he says oh, that the yeah, people oh, of New York will be begging for begging. him. You know, when I walk the streets every single day here in the city, I just have people stop me all the time and say, please, Mr. Cohen, can you beg? Can you please beg your former boss, get on your knees and pray to him and beg him to please come back to alter the skyline of New York? That's just what we need. You know, it's it's without it. Who are we? What are we? New York is going to be in the toilet. You know, one of the things I was also asked by Jake Tapper, which I thought was a really great question, is, you know, some of the assets that Don Jr. put up in this PowerPoint presentation. So he puts up a picture of the living room over at Seven Springs. He puts up a picture uh, inside of Mar-a-Lago. He puts up the vault over at 40 Wall Street. Just as a little side note, because it just dawned on me while I was there on set, Donald built none of those. Those were acquisitions. Obviously, he didn't build 40 Wall Street. He bought, he bought it in the 80s. Uh, the same thing as it relates to uh, Mar-a-Lago, that was the home of Marjorie Merriweather Post that was supposed to go to the United States government, but Jimmy Carter didn't want it because country was going through a recession and she left it as to be the Winter White House. Then, of course, Seven Springs, he didn't build that either. You know what else he didn't build? He didn't build Bedminster. Bedminster was the former John DeLorean estate. I mean, that's the funniest thing. So they're showing photos of how wonderful the properties are. And they are wonderful properties, don't get me wrong, but they're also not worth $1.5 billion or $1 billion for Mar-a-Lago. And that's the whole point. The liability has already been decided. So why bring Don Jr. back? And one of the things that dawned on me as well while I was sitting there is as a father, as a parent, as a husband, my goal is to in life is to protect my wife and my children at all costs. Donald doesn't see it the same way normal people see things. He doesn't see it that they are that he is there to protect them. In fact, he sees it the other way around. As the king, it is their obligation to do everything to protect him even if that means that they put themselves back onto the stand, which will do what? Create a perjury trap because they all lie constantly. I mean, this isn't, this isn't even fun. They're showing a document. Ben, you, you said it perfectly. What value added to this case came in from putting Don Jr. back on the stand? He's not an appraisal expert. In fact, you know, if you ask him yourself, he's merely just a broker. Okay, a broker of what? I'm not 100% certain either. You can't ask Eric when they put him back on. He only pours concrete. I mean, you want to ask him how much in concrete has been poured for, you know, 40 Wall Street? I don't know. 40 Wall Street was built before he was even born. The whole, the whole concept, the whole strategy of trying to put them back on the stand makes no sense at all. It's merely so that they could continue trying to win, not in the court of law. They've already lost the they've already lost that. This case, they've already lost and they know it. It's only a matter of how much. How much will the disgorgement be based on um, you know, judging Goron's calculations? But they've already lost this case as far as the Trump Corporation being shut down. They're gonna it, they that's already been decided in an early on motion. Why put them on the stand? What's the strategy? 
No idea. The only thing I can tell you is it certainly doesn't benefit any of the uh, any of the kids, Don, uh, you know, Eric or Ivanka, if they end up calling her back. It doesn't benefit any of them. It only possibly benefits Donald in some way that I just can't figure out. So here's the thing. Fascism is relentless historically and now. They're maniacs. They don't stop. And they will keep on trying to demoralize you. And one of their tools is propaganda. Unfortunately, we know right now that the legacy media is not equipped to deal with their propaganda for a variety of reasons. Corporate ownership, laziness, whatever it is, old constructs of trying to find nuance in death threats and trying to make excuses. We could go through a myriad of reasons, but we know legacy media is not equipped. I mean, just look at some of the headlines from this weekend where Donald Trump echoed Adolf Hitler and Mussolini. He used words that closely parallel those speeches to a degree that we on the Midas Touch Network were not afraid to call it what it is. When Donald Trump is calling his political opponents vermin and saying that the vermin need to be eliminated for lawful conduct, how that's not front page news on every legacy media network out there, shame on them. Instead, this was the headline from the New York Times when Donald Trump calls his political opponents vermin, praises Viktor Orban. The headline is Trump takes Veterans Day speech in a very different direction. So this is what's going on right now with legacy media, with the New York Times. On the other hand, you've got Jared Kushner out there who's got all of this money from the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund cutting deals and shaking hands and making relationships with, for example, the new ownership of Univision, a Mexican media company called Grupo Televisa that acquired Univision. You know what the first thing they did after meeting at Mar-a-Lago? with Jared Kushner was to do, not allow President Biden to run negative ads about Donald Trump using Donald Trump's actual words. When Midas Touch wanted to run an ad on Fox two years ago or two plus years ago that talked about the January 6th insurrection, just showed what went down. They refused to allow it to go on Fox. And then Univision did a puff piece interview with Donald Trump, didn't ask any questions that were even somewhat difficult at all, while Donald Trump is out there spewing things like this. Michael Cohen, here is what he posted over the weekend on Veterans Day. He wrote, in honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to you that we will root out the communist, Marxist, fascist, and radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country, lie, steal, and cheat on elections, and will do anything possible, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and the American dream. The threat from outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Despite the hatred and anger of the radical left lunatics who want to destroy our country, we will make America great again. I want to show you also the video of him saying this in New Hampshire at his Veterans Day event. Let me play for you this clip right now in just a second where you see that he echoes this language from the post. He doubles down on the language in that post. And you don't have legacy media calling that out in any material way. Midas Touch did it right away. Then the Washington Post finally wrote a headline about it in the evening and some other media companies followed. But watch him say these words at the event. Today, especially in honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country, that lie and steal and cheat on elections and will do anything possible. They'll do anything, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and to destroy the American dream. The real threat 
is not from the radical right. The real threat is from the radical left. And it's growing every day, every single day. The threat from outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Our threat is from within. Because if you have a capable, competent, smart, tough leader, Russia, China, North Korea, they're not going to want to play with us. And they didn't. Despite the hatred and anger of the radical left lunatics who want to destroy our country, we will make America great again. Thank you, New Hampshire. God bless. We made a graphic. I saw that you reposted it, Michael Cohen, where we showed all of the parallels. We know from his first wife, Ivana, that he kept a book of Hitler's speeches close to his bed. Red alert, red alert, red alert. The legacy media is ignoring it. We call it out here on Political Beatdown and on MTN. What do you think about that statement that he well, made? There's nothing, there's nothing even for me to say. If this doesn't scare the shit out of every single American, it is mind-boggling. I am so confused that there are Americans that are supporting this white supremacist that's sitting there in a rally of no diversity and the fact that univision can do what they're doing i really take offense to considering the very first organization that dropped trump like a bad habit was univision after the comments about mexicans being drug addict rapists murderers but i'm sure there are a few that are good um that he made when he came down the escalator um, to announce that he was running for the presidency in 2016. I mean, they jumped ship immediately. They canceled all of their golf memberships because Univision uh, abuts, it's directly adjacent to the back of the Doral. They just complete, cut all ties whatsoever for any functions and so on. And now they're carrying his water. Do they not understand that Donald Trump hates them, that Donald Trump looks down at them as if they are not even second-class or third-class citizens, but fifth-class. These are the same people that he intends on deporting when he becomes, um, you know, if, God forbid, a million times he becomes president again. He is telling them exactly what he's going to do. He's told this this country, he's telling the world, what type of a man as a president he's going to be. This is a man who additionally stated that I will exact revenge on all of those that have done me wrong. He is going to use the office of the presidency, the Department of Justice, to go against everyone. And what you saw today with the filing of this request by Stefanik and Turner is a prime example of the fact that he has stupid people following him that will carry his water. They are putting the entire country, every single citizen, every Congress member, every judge, federal, Supreme Court, it makes no difference. Every lawyer, every journalist, every media personality, every comic, anyone that that evokes some sort of an ire by Trump against them, he will seek to exact revenge on. This is going to be some country, and this is going to be, God forbid again a million times, the guy who has the nuclear codes, a guy who on Veterans Day, on Veterans Day, Captain, I shouldn't even call him Captain, Private Bone Spur, is calling for the execution of General Milley, General Mark Milley. Can you imagine the unmitigated gall of a man who has done nothing for anyone other than himself his entire life, is calling for the execution of a man who has dedicated his entire life to protecting and serving America in the highest, highest of morals. Can you imagine that this guy has the gall to do that and he does it on Veterans Day or around Veterans Day? What are we doing? Amer Brigaders, what are we doing? 
We need to expand every single day this political beatdown brigade we need to do through Midas Touch Network. Please, again, if you see my Maya Culpa podcast, only the one with the blue background. There you go. Thank you, Salty. You'll notice that I had General Mark Hurtling on. We talk about this as an issue. This is not a joke. I mean, I know that we're all sitting here with our fingers crossed saying, no way, no way, no way. I do certainly remember when people said no way in 2016, and it became a yeah way. All right. We cannot afford, the world cannot afford Donald Trump as president of the United States again. In fact, if I had my way, if I was president of the United States, I would demand he would leave. I truly would. I would demand that he, that he, wherever you want to go, I will work with the president of that country to give you asylum, to give you a passport. Just get the fuck out of Dodge because he is so anti-American value. And how he's continuing to grow his base, Ben, I'm, I'm, I'm stumped. Let me give you a good stat to make us all feel hopeful also about the pro-democracy community we are all creating here, that you're creating all the beatdown brigaders. Other than Netflix, for the past month, the Midas Touch Network was number two in all categories for YouTube views and engagement in all of the United States of America, across all genres. Someone sent me that stat. And that's because there is a thirst for facts and data and being unapologetically pro-democracy, calling out the fascism, calling out the gaslighting. And that's what we do here on Beatdown. We've got a lot more to discuss on today's episode. I want to remind everybody about Michael Cohen's Beatdown Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash political beatdown, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown. If you ever wanted to direct message Michael Cohen, speak to Michael Cohen, meet Michael Cohen in our exclusive Patreon Zoom meetings, which we're going to announce our next one very shortly. That's going to take place in the next two weeks. If you want to see our exclusive after show podcast content, that's exclusive podcast that I do with Michael Cohen. That's just available on patreon.com slash political beatdown. Heck, while all of these right-wing media platforms are being funded by billionaires, we do this with our emojis below on the YouTube chat. And I see people using the Judge and Goron emoji and other emojis there. I love that. And through our Patreon and through our unapologetically pro-democracy sponsors who support the content that we do here. Let's go to our first ad break, and we've got a lot more to discuss when we come back on Political Beatdown. Fellas, can you smell the pumpkin spice in the air? If you haven't heard, it's fresh face fall, and nobody else can give your face the love it needs other than our friends at Manscaped. The folks who change below your belt are here to help you with their brand new handyman electric face shaver, designed to give your face that smooth finish without the mess of a wet shave. It's the perfect tool for men with all beard lengths. Whether you're lining up your neckline or taking it all the way off to feel that autumn breeze, make sure to join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Head over to manscaped.com and use code BEAT for 20% off and free shipping. Don't be a bad apple this year. Choose Manscaped. Manscaped helps me look my best and stay confident. Your face is the first thing people will see when you walk through the door. Give them something to look at with Manscaped's Handyman. For me, being able to shave up to three days growth without the mess of a wet shave is priceless. With the Handyman Skin Safe technology to help reduce nicks and cuts, you can finally feel confident when going for that close shave. For wet or dry use, feel free to bring this anywhere and everywhere. The compact design and airplane friendliness make this the perfect travel tool for on the go. And for my fellas with a little more scruff, Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit has everything you need to tame your mane. Featuring their signature Beard Hedger, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel size package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. Trust me, gents, you can't go wrong with any of these options. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BEAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BEAT. Hit the refresh button with the handyman. 
Lomi is the only appliance that prevents food waste from stinking up your kitchen and polluting the planet. Now that I've invested in a Lomi, it's changed the way I deal with my food waste. Lomi is the biggest innovation in the modern day kitchen since the dishwasher. Lomi has helped me turn my home into a climate solution. Now I can transform my organic waste into nutrient-rich Lomi earth that I can feed to my plants, lawn or garden instead of sending it to the landfill. I can help the environment and make my life easier. In just four hours, Lomi transforms almost anything you eat into nutrient-rich plant food at the push of a button. It's smart, simple food recycling that fits my space perfectly. Cut the chore of doing the trash in half and eliminate bugs and odors in your kitchen. And here's the bonus. You get to feed your lawn and garden with an all-natural fertilizer that you just created out of your food scraps. All my food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the fridge can go back into my garden, helping me grow more nutritious food at home. I learned that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint also. By reducing the amount of food I send to landfill, I'm helping to do my part for the planet. Whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden. Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash beat and use the promo code beat to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash beat, B-E-A-T, and use promo code beat at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome back on Beatdown. Appreciate our pro-democracy sponsors, Jordy. Great ad read right there. I want to show you some more alarming video from that speech that uh, Donald Trump gave in New Hampshire on Veterans Day. One of the things that he always talks about on these speeches, it's part of his stump speech, is where he praises the leader of Hungary, Viktor Orban. You know, we got very good news today that uh, inflation is cooling, it's heading in the right direction. America has the lowest inflation of all G7 nations, the highest GDP of all G7 nations. Bidenomics is working. Um, it's not a spike the football moment, but dealing with the fact that Donald Trump saddled our country with $8 trillion of debt, $8 trillion of debt and printed money recklessly more than any other administration in American history. That's just the facts. President Biden's been actually solving the problem. Hungary, the inflation, 20%. Hungary's entire annual GDP, $180 billion. That's less than the annual revenue of Apple. And that's who Donald Trump praises. He wants America to be like Hungary, $180 billion GDP and 20% inflation. And watch again the cognitive decline here, Michael Cohen, as Donald Trump once again believes that the president of the United States is Barack Obama. Play the clip. So much more. But the head of Hungary, a very tough, strong guy, Viktor Orban. Did anybody ever hear of him? Probably... You know, considered very powerful, very uh, powerful within his country and outside of his country. Uh, not exactly loved by some of the European nations because he does his thing. He didn't allow millions of people to invade his country. He allowed nobody to invade. The zero, zero. He had nobody. So he doesn't have crime and he doesn't have the problems that they're having in other countries where millions of people are allowed to go in. But. They uh, were interviewing him two weeks ago, and they said, uh, what would you advise President Obama? The whole world seems to be exploding and imploding. And he said, it's very simple. He should immediately resign, and they should replace him with President Trump, who kept the world safe. And I'm not just talking the United States. China respected him. Russia respected him. North Korea respected him, and he used another word other than respect, who he said fear, but I don't want to use that word. Cohen, there you have so, him. I want to just make a correction. He doesn't want America to be like Hungary. He wants to be like Orban. He wants to be the autocrat. He wants to well be said. the dictator, the monarch, the supreme leader, the Fuhrer. I mean, I used to get a lot of a lot of attacks. You know, stop calling Donald the Fuhrer. You know, it's 
uh, it's not really right. Nobody is like Hitler. Well, just check out the Midas Touch Network's post where they took four different sentences. There you go. Thank you again, Salty. I will get rid of the communist vermin, said by Adolf Hitler. By Donald, I will get rid of the communist vermin, <laughs> said by DJT. I will take care of the enemy within, by Adolf Hitler. I will take care of the threat from within. Ooh, Steve Miller or Donald decided to change a word, right? Jews and migrants are poisoning Aryan blood. Migrants are poisoning the blood of our country. I mean, serious. And then one people, one realm, one leader. One people, one family, one glorious nation. I mean, this is just sick. And as the son of a Holocaust survivor, you know, as it's it puts me into such a place of despair, knowing that my father is watching all of this on television and seeing this. This is how it all started. You know, I remember as a child discussing the Holocaust and Auschwitz and, you know, and the journey that they had uh, when they escaped. And I remember him telling me all of these stories on how it all started. First, it starts with this violent rhetoric. And then it starts with the spray painting of swastikas all over the place on Jewish homes, on Jewish buildings, and so on. And then what? Then it goes to the smashing of the glass windows at Jewish um, uh, Jewish re uh, restaur restaurants or places of business, and so on, which we just saw in Europe uh, taking place. And then what happens? It's the rounding up. Listen to Donald's words. Their man is sick. And folks around him, like Steve Miller, sick, Steve Bannon, deranged. You have, you know, just this whole group from Alina Hub. Everybody is there. They're just patting him on his ass and saying, Donald, you're killing it in the polls. Keep doing what you're doing. It's exactly why I said the other time, uh, or the other day when we were on Political Beatdown, that all you needed to do with that letter that I posted first on uh, Patreon, the one Obama reps uh, changed that, you know, with lightweight uh, Attorney General Eric Schneiderman, just change the names from Obama, change it to Biden, change it to anyone, then turn around, take Schneiderman and put in a Tish James, put in whatever. It is all the same story. It's all the same playbook. He basically rode birtherism straight to the White House, Look at the rally. Look at the people that he's speaking to. There's no diversity there. And yet, I got to go back for one second, Ben, because I am offended. I am offended by the actions of Univision. I am offended when they turn around, and it was Jorge Ramos. He had Keith Schiller, his personal bodyguard, becomes attache, has him removed physically from uh, a, you know, from a, um, uh, a Q&A, has him physically removed from the place. This is not normal behavior, not from anyone. And the GOP's silence equals complicity. This has to stop. And brigaders, together, we will make this stop. I really have to believe that. I have to believe that together we can do this. The billionaire oligarchical class is looking at President Biden's policies that are actually debunking this ridiculous trickle-down farce, right, that these Republicans and MAGA Republicans try to hoist upon us. Let's not give the workers the benefits. Let's give the billionaires and decamillionaires more benefits than they already have. If they've got five yachts, Give them 15 and let them write it off on their taxes. Give them a complete yacht and private jet deduction. And then maybe they'll just trickle down some of their money on all of the rest of us. Maybe they'll just trickle it down. Total BS. What President Biden is showing 
is that that doesn't work. And if you focus on the workers, if you focus on the bottom up, middle out, that actually does work for the economy. So the billionaire oligarchical class basically are lining up and they are saying we would be fine with fascism if we become the Putin oligarchs of the United States. We're okay with that. We think that we're going to be okay when that takes place. And the lesson of history is you're going to lose twice because he's going to come for you. Then maybe you'll say something that you don't even realize would be offensive to the Fuhrer. Maybe you do a, you know, one of your entities produces a movie that features a gay couple. And the Fuhrer doesn't like that. So now you're too woke and then they go after you. They will always go after you if you don't stand up to them. And, and there's that reporting and it goes as one well. Step even further than that, you don't even have to say it. Somewhere along the line, somebody says that you said it. And then all of a sudden, that's the problems that used to take place in Stalin, you know, during yep. that regime. It is absolutely, it, it's anything that he just decides on the spur of the moment. He didn't like what was said, even if it's true or not. I mean, I could turn around and somebody could say something about you, about me, about any one of the brigaders. And the next thing you know, you have the police or you have Trump's brown shirts knocking down your door, begging, tagging you and throwing you into Guantanamo. That's how this guy thinks. He truly wants to be the autocrat of autocrats. He sees the world like the way the mob was. You know, the five families, you're going to sit down with the five big players, with China, with Japan, you said with Russia with the UK and the United States, and he's going to divide the world up between the five of them. Now, ultimately, of course, America being the strongest, that he would be, you know, the you know the head of the five families. That's what he wants. And all of these decabillionaires and you know billionaires, they're all going to suffer because no one can be richer than Donald Trump, especially if he is the autocrat in chief. None of them can. So he will do what Mohammed bin Salman, he is a copycat. He will then do what Mohammed bin Salman did. He will bring them all to his gaudy Mar-a-Lago Mar you know, banquet hall or Doral, wherever he might happen to be. He will have them all there and he will force them to sign over their wealth. And these stupid people that keep thinking that Donald is good for them, he's going to be the one that's going to destroy them. And what can you do about it? He is the full power of government. That's why he wants to rewrite the Constitution. I am so concerned. It keeps me up all night long. I have these horrible nightmares about what this country is becoming. And again, thanks to you, our brigaders, and thanks to Midas Touch Network and Maya Culpa and the Legal AF and, and everything on the Midas Touch Network and our Patreon sponsors. We, we will continue to push this. And I'm not joking. It's not to be hyperbolic. We will do everything in our power to ensure that we keep getting the message out day in and day out, day in and day out, in order to ensure that this man never, ever gets close to the White House, not even on a tour visit. And by the way, what you described is Project 2025, this radical right-wing extremist effort to remake the executive branch as a monarchy. And they're just talking about it in the open, and legacy media doesn't call it what it is. It's fundamentally unconstitutional, and it is creating a dictatorship. That is what Project 2025 is. You otherize, you call everybody else the deep state that you don't like. You fire everybody, you get rid of everybody. You have a Fuhrer at the top. You ignore Congress, you ignore the judicial branch. It's happening in front of us. By the way, that's why people are like, you know what? This legacy media crap, you're gaslighting me. We know we can read what the plan is. So when you say something like when Senator Tim Scott dropped out, the New York Times headline was, Tim Scott's sunny message did not resonate with voters. Sunny message? The guy talked about taking away women's reproductive rights. The guy, There it is. Tim Scott. This is the New York Times headline. Tim Scott suspends 2024 campaign as his sunny message failed to resonate. It's a, it's a, it's a message of American carnage. 
He supported overthrowing our democracy. That's a sunny message to the New York Times. I just want to get to this, Cohen, as well. I want to show you these proper session videos that leaked, and it seems yeah. it's increasingly clear who leaked them. Donald Trump or Donald Trump's co-defendants in an emergency petition that was filed moments ago by Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willish. She attached an email from one of the co-defendants, Harrison Floyd's legal team, where they wrote it was Harrison Floyd's team insinuating that they did the leak, but then they claimed, sorry, that was a typo. I don't know if they you know, sent the email to the wrong people, but they seem to have admitted it. Um, and then Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis, she's like, they're doing that to try to intimidate other people from uh, entering guilty pleas because then their videos will be leaked. Let me show you Jenna Ellis's proffer session right here where she talks about how Dan Scavino, who was the deputy chief of staff, told her that the plan was can, can that I stop Donald you for Trump- one quick second? One second. I know Dan Scavino. I know Dan Scavino since 2005, 2006. Dan was initially a caddy over. I want to be clear about this. Dan Scavino was a caddy at Trump National Briarcliff Manor in Westchester Golf Course. He happened to be a very personable guy. And so Trump ended up making him the general manager. But as personable as he is, is as horrible as he is when it comes to documents and books and um, cost savings and so on. And so even after like six, five, six, seven years, they ultimately terminated him. I think it was actually Alan Weisselberg who terminated Scavino. Several years after, of course, it becomes the election 2015, Scavino comes to me and says, I started this company. I do social media posts and so on. And I would, even for free, I would love to get back into Donald's good grace because once you get shit canned, you never come back. This guy went from a caddy to a country club general manager to a social media post, uh, you know, professional to deputy chief of staff. I just want that to resonate with our brigaders on how ludicrous on how ludicrous this is that this guy's name is anywhere associated to this whatsoever. And so, look, one thing everybody keeps saying in the comments, two-fingers salute, two-fingers salute 100%. It's a little bit selfish, a little self-aggrandizing on my side. Happens to go to Mike Turner and Elise Stefanik for wasting the fucking public's time in putting forth that three-page bullshit document continuing to carry Donald's water, continuing to promote the lie, the big lies that they keep saying over and over and over, thinking that that lie is going to do something in order to protect him, whether it's from this New York AG case or the Manhattan DA case, obstructing justice, witness tampering. So to the two of you, members of Congress, fuck you. That should be the quote the media runs with your response, your official response to the letter sent by the mega Republicans. Let me just show you this. This was the video of the proffer session by Jenna Ellis, where she talks about Dan Scavino saying that no matter what the outcome, Donald Trump is not leaving the White House. Play the clip. Okay. And uh, at the time uh, period where they were going to start to discuss what was uh, Dan Scavino's role? At the time, I believe his title was social media director for the White House. It became deputy chief of staff um, at the time that the conversation in question took place. Okay, and when was that? The conversation was around December 19th of 2020 uh, at the White House Christmas party. And I uh, emphasized him, I thought that the, um, the, the claims and the ability to challenge uh, the election results was essentially over because he said um, to me in a kind of excited tone, well, we don't care and we're not going to leave. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, the boss, meaning President Trump and everyone understood the boss. Um, that's what we all called him. Um, he said the boss uh, is not going to leave under any circumstances. We are just going to stay in power. And I said to him, well, it doesn't quite work that way, you realize. And he said, we don't care. You know, the defense that Donald Trump's spokesperson and lawyer and, and others who are trying to defend him, they say, well, 
He left on January 20th and went to Mar-a-Lago. So why does it even matter that that was their plan? First, for a conspiracy, you don't have to be successful in completing the conspiracy for it to constitute the crime. But they attempted a coup. They attempted to stay in power. That's what January 6th was. They failed in their effort, but that was their plan of how he was going to stay. It was a failed effort to overthrow our democracy. That's what January 6th was. And after that failed, fortunately, thanks to the bravery of law enforcement, of metropolitan police, of Capitol police, of other brave people who were there, it was not successful. But they believed that they could pressure and bully with threats former Vice President Pence, who, by the way, is horrific in every other aspect of life, but he did the bare minimum in completing his constitutional obligations on that day. But other people in Trump's orbit would not do that, which makes me reflect, Cohen, on what went down earlier today. There was not one, but there was two fights that broke out on Capitol Hill, not from both sides, by MAGA Republicans. Because all they do now is resort to violence. And one of the ways that you know their arguments are not legally sound or logical is what do they do in the court? Do they try to argue the facts or the, or the law? No. What do they do? They attack the judge's principal law clerk and come up with deranged conspiracies about her having relations with the Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer. They attack the person. They attack special counsel Jack Smith's family and wife. That's their conduct. That's their behavior. Here hey, on ben, Capitol have Hill. Ever heard of, have you ever heard of that funny adage, if you can't beat them with your brilliance, baffle them with your bullshit? There's that, we need to put up a little bumper sign. Because that just, you know, that's that's the Trump logo. Yeah. If you can't beat them with your brilliance, baffle them with your bullshit. And they I always say if the law is not on your side, argue the facts. If right. the facts aren't on your side, as I always say in my videos, if it's Trump, attack the law clerk. I mean, it's so deranged. But here, just, just don't forget. Don't forget. I actually warned the I warned the country two years even before that. Two years before when I said. Knowing Donald as I do, my biggest fear is if he loses the election, there will never be a peaceful transfer of power. I gave them the insight into what was going to happen. And did they listen? No, they were too busy attacking me. Kevin McCarthy, uh, by the way, when you were saying that, people were like, oh, Cohen doesn't know what he's talking about. You were spot on. Uh, Kevin McCarthy attacked another MAGA Republican Congress member, Tim Burchett, as Burchett was in an interview with NPR. McCarthy <laughs> intentionally elbowed him in the kidney, and Tim Burchett talked about what went down. And then you had the reporter who saw it and posted about what happened. When asked about the incident, Kevin McCarthy said, quote, if I hit somebody, they would know it. If I kidney punched someone, they would be on the ground. That's actually a statement from Kevin McCarthy, the former Speaker of the House, MAGA Republican. So that was one incident. And as I was reporting on that, there was another fight that took place. This one from MAGA Republican Senator Mark Wayne Mullen from Oklahoma. And during a committee hearing in the United States Senate, it was a committee hearing about unions and the importance of unions in protecting labor and workers' rights, the MAGA Republican senator starts like reading from a script and challenges the witness who's the leader of the Teamsters Union to a fight. Just look at how embarrassing and unprofessional this behavior is. This is the second fight today by MAGA Republicans. Play this clip. Like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company. Myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. 
Is that your solution, every poll? No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Actively. Okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold it. Hold it. If we can't, no, I have the mic. I'm sorry. This is what he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? No, you can't. (laughs) This is a hearing. That is the party of Donald Trump. Now, I don't care what you think political affiliation is. That is embarrassing behavior. That is petulant third grade crap. That is Donald Trump praising Victor Orban type crap. We are so much better. You always hear President Biden say, we're the United States of America. We're the United States of America. What President Biden is saying is, we're so much better than that, people. What do we do comparing us to Hungary? Get, trying getting into fights in committee hearings, singing songs like the MAGA Republicans and Trump does with the insurrectionists and playing that instead of the national anthem. We are the United States of America. And we here on Political Beatdown, each and every episode will remind all of us, because we know how you feel, how incredible this country is. We love our country here on the Midas Touch Network and Political Beatdown. We love our flag. We love our law enforcement. We love our people here in the United States. We love our constitution. And we can also criticize those things. There could we, be, love our, we love our brigaders. We love our brigaders. There could be, we love our army. We love our veterans. It doesn't mean it's all perfect. Doesn't mean it doesn't have all problems. Doesn't mean there aren't systemic issues that we should absolutely call out, whether that's in the military, the FBI, law enforcement. We can address problems. We can say we need to change that. We are better than that. And there are always things that we need to call out. But we fundamentally love our country. And when Donald Trump and these MAGA Republicans want to use our symbols, degrade our democracy, praise Vladimir Putin, it is offensive. And we all need to stand up, reclaim the symbols of our democracy, reclaim our constitution, stand up for our great nation, stand up for our democracy. We're going to do our after show. I want to give you the last word, Michael Cohen, on this episode. And I want to hear from you also about, I want to talk about our Patreon, how we're building the community there. And I just want to thank everybody who's a part of the Beatdown Brigade. One of the funny things is um, I've been working so hard. I haven't been traveling a lot lately. I traveled for Michael Popak's uh, wedding. And there have been so many people who were like, hey, Ben, can you do the beatdown stance when I'm in the airport and I'm walking around? Like, All right, I'll do the beatdown stance for you. But Cohen, I want to throw it to you if you can give us your last words and tell us about Patreon before we head to the after show. So patreon.com forward slash political beatdown. Not only is it a lot of fun, small, a little bit of obviously a much smaller community than what we have here. Uh, If you can, we ask you to please to join. One thing it does is certainly helps to keep uh, this and this show and others, um, you know, on the Midas Touch Network, as Ben said, it's um, not funded. We are, which is crazy here. If you take a look at top news shows, the top out of the top 50 news shows, and that's across all mediums, ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, you name it. It's everyone. NPR. There's four, four Midas Touch Network properties that are top 50. I mean, that is incredible. I mean, it's almost 10%, if you think of it, are from an independent group like Midas Touch Network. So if you can, great. Uh, this coming month, in, before the end of this month, uh, going to be doing the StreamYard like we did before, where I'm going to start answering questions. There's so much going on. I, I I am anxious, as I'm sure you are, to get back onto the StreamYard. And in fact, I probably want to try to see if I can even increase it uh, to twice a month uh, because so many people have so many questions and it's good when we're all there together. We could see each other. We get to interact. It's part of the family. That's one. Number two, December 9th. It has been announced now. Katie Fang, MSNBC, the Katie Fang Show is going to be my guest at City Winery NYC. If you happen to be in the New York, New Jersey, tri-state area, citywinerynyc.com. You get your tickets there. It's going to be Maya Culpa live. Katie and I break records all the time. 
when we're doing uh, MSNBC. Uh, my When she's on my Mea Culpa podcast, it also does fantastic. We have a great rapport. It's really kind of um, the back and forth are always uh, both serious and comical at the same time. She's incredibly bright and articulate, and she's exactly what I think people want to hear. And so, again, December 9th, citywinerynyc.com. If you're in the tri-state area, would love to see you. Short of that, thank each and every one of you. And again, as I say in every single show, please make sure that you're fully registered, your friends, your family, your your relatives, your your doormen, your, you know, the, whoever you come into contact with, please make sure that they are registered to vote. I cannot emphasize enough how important this election is uh, in 2024. And so my brigaders, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and we will win. Just some quick breaking news. Special counsel Jack Smith has filed his response to the appeal that Donald Trump did to the gag order that's been imposed in the Washington, D.C. Uh, federal case set for trial in March of 2024. And in the response, special counsel Jack Smith cites the statements, many of those that we showed here on the Midas Touch Network of Donald Trump's New Hampshire uh, speech. So we'll do a further hot take on that. Also on the channel right now, a video we just posted, which I reported on right before we went live, Matt Gates, MAGA Republican Matt Gates, served Kevin McCarthy with a formal complaint, an ethics complaint against Kevin McCarthy for attacking MAGA Republican Tim Burchett and assaulting him um, with his elbow into the kidney. That's Matt Gates filing an ethics complaint against Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy has previously brought an ethics complaint against Matt Gates. Take a look at that video. It's posted right now. It's free to watch it, of course. It's on the Midas Touch YouTube stream. Watch it as soon as this video live ends. And let's do the after show, Cohen. I have some questions that I want to ask you that I it's we're gonna it's gonna be a very special uh, after show that I think everybody's gonna like. It's patreon.com slash political beatdown. Thank you so much, beatdown brigaders. We really appreciate all of your support. You are the best. We'll see you next time on Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. <laughs>